Hi everyone, Daniel Ramsey here, the CEO of My Outdesk and the host of Scale the Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to having conversations that unlock the exact formula and strategies multi-million and billion dollar companies use to scale their business. You can visit me on our website at scalethepodcast.com or listen to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Hey everybody, Daniel Ramsey here, and I'm really excited, well, I'm silly excited because we have the number one mortgage professional in the entire country, Lizzie Hoffer. Thank you for joining us today. Yes, I'm actually the number one female loan officer too. Do we want to try that again? <laughs> You're a badass woman is what you are. And no, I think we're just going to call you the number one. I think that's the right thing to do, you know? You're, we're, um, I'm excited because you're using our virtual assistants. Is that right? Yes, I love your service. I mean, the people that we can outsource to literally um, across the seas with, you know, following up on events, helping with administrative activities. I mean, it's been really incredible. And then also them working in hours when we're normally sleeping to that, then have that stuff prepared first thing in the morning. It's just like, I can't even say how much it's helped me. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. Lizzie, what, um, let's start off with just your story. Like how many, you know, transactions are you, have you done in the 2019? Like, are, are you on track for, I think it's, you said more than 500. Is that correct? Um, no. Uh, so we've done a lot uh, more than that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love it. How many total transactions do you think you'll finish in 2019? You know, I'm really uh, trying to push it. So right now it's uh, 12, 13. So we're midway through the month. I have 37 fundings already and we're at 936 units closed for 235 million. So. Wow. And so are you, you're trying to push it, try to cross that thousand mark or what are you, what are you trying to shoot for? As close to a thousand, if not a thousand, you know, you know, here's the deal. I'm never going to sacrifice service for units. Yeah. So it's all about, you know, what we can close efficiently and well, you know, for the year. I'm already super proud of this. I don't need any more deals. You know, this has already been my best year ever, but it's always cool to hit a number that you never thought you could. Yeah. A thousand has always been like that, you know, really big stretch goal. So the fact that we're so close right now is like, ah, I just want to get there. How excited is your team? My team's awesome. They are super excited. Also, I, but I just, I don't want this to feel like a loss for them. So it's just always been like, oh my God, we made it guys. We hit it. We're so excited. Everything on this is gravy. We, you know, right. so it's about the messaging because it could also go the other way, right? Where you have the most epic year ever, you miss the stretch goal and then everyone feels like they're losers. It's, it's crazy when they're overachievers like this. Yeah. Yeah. And you probably have a team of little ninjas that are just working their butts off every single day. I am super grateful. I do. I mean, really, yep. they're the most awesome people possible. Well, this is cool. Lizzie, can you talk to us about how you got started in the mortgage world? Like, what's your story? I always like to start with how you began. Yeah. Um, so I got into mortgages as a 19-year-old. Um, I had Was that last year or the year before? What, what? You're so kind. <laughs> um, yeah, it was back in 2002. So for those of you who want to do the math. Yep. Uh, it, you know, I, I needed a job that was high paying and the highest paying job I could find was a $10 receptionist job at a mortgage company. Nice. I was raised by a salesperson. I had literally started in selling rocks when I was 10. I mean, so I already gravitated to sales. So when I was a receptionist, I would listen to all of these loan officers. Um, 
they called it sling and loans back then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so dialing for dollars. And I just always felt like I could do it. And then one day they tasked me with uh, shredding this gigantic stack of what they called dead leads. Yeah. And I was like, well, why are we shredding these? These are the leads. And they're like, yeah, because these are dead. We've called them over and over again for the last two years. No one's answering. Th these leads suck. And I was like, well, what if I don't shred them? Hmm. If I call them, you don't have to pay me. I'll call them for two hours every day. But if I book an appointment, I, I'm going to want you to pay me 50 bucks. Yeah. Right. And so that was like, for me, I was like, I, I just knew I could do it. It was, that's kind of like a, you know, naivety or whatever that is, you know, your yeah. ambition, you're like, I could do this. So I knew I could do it. Um, and I, it was a quick way for me to double my income without doubling my hours. Yeah. Because $50 was five hours of work. And literally, if I called for two hours a day, I basically, and booked one appointment, I got three hours for two. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and so I actually got really good at it. And I was able to turn that receptionist job into a dialing job within 90 days. Yeah. And then I was good at that. And then I hired other people underneath me and taught them my strategies, you know, for booking appointments. And I did that throughout college. I love it. And then that's, that's how you paid for college how I paid for college. Wow. Wow. How proud is your parents, right? <laughs> you know, I don't, it's funny cause it's, uh, I don't know a hundred percent that they get it. My dad was a serial entrepreneur. So obviously he was really happy that I was, you know, selfish employed, you know, I don't know how you mm -hmm. look. Yeah. Um, but my mom, she like has a very strict government job. I mean, she just is stressed out for me all the time. Right, right, right. But she's, she's now, now that you're the number one female loan officer in the country, she's like, uh, she's probably got this thing figured out, right? Who knows? She <laughs> love it. I love it. All right. So, you know, one of the things that I always like to ask folks that have had massive success, most loan officers would love to break 100 transactions, let alone 500, let alone even consider 1,000. So let's talk through what your whole thing looks like. What do you do that is different? What does your team look like? How have you had so much success? What would you attribute that to? So the, the biggest thing is doing the activities, right? So it's all a math problem if you can figure out your conversion and pull through rates. So for me, uh, tracking has always been a very big part of the job. I learned early on that tracking the numbers was the key to, to figuring out how to scale. Yep. And so I did that first with the Buffini program, then I did Building Champions, and then I graduated to the core. Um, and I've done that for a long time. And so it was all about just knowing if I did this many activities, I, it would yield this on average in terms of leads. And then I had to be at X conversion to hit my goals, right? So every year I've just kind of worked out the math. That way for me, tracking activities was really crucial because it also allowed me to figure out where I actually excelled in prospecting. Right. So I am good at calling cold leads. I'm good at circle prospecting. I'm good at things like that, but I'm actually not really great at calling people that I know or like bugging people like that could get like re potential referral partners. Sure. Like if I'm calling you to sell you a deal, I could do it all day long. Right. Yeah. If I know that I'm calling to let you know about an open house listing, <laughs> I could do it all day long. But if I'm calling you to try to sell you on the phone for why you should do business with me, I'm actually not that great. Okay. So, I realized that cold calling for group referral partners was not my thing. It just, I wasn't converting very well. I mean, that is a numbers game too, but I did find that when I held a class and I was teaching things that I knew, 
right. really well, which is like, how do you do metrics? How do you do business plan? Like, how do you do marketing plan? Like, if I could teach and provide value, it was an easy way for me to sell. Nice. Right. And if I knew what I was calling about or what I was doing, it, like I can do it all day, every day. Right. That was really helpful for me because then I switched my prospecting activities to mostly face-to-face interactions. And so, you know, for me, prospecting looks like, you know, 33 face-to-face conversations a week, however nice. that handle, like happens. And then I'll probably do anywhere between like 40 to 60 like dials a week too. Okay, hold on. There's so much in what you just said. So number one, you had a coach. Like you realized early on that you needed a coach. Is that correct? A hundred percent. And do you still have one? I am still coached. Um, I, I just finished my last semester at the core. Uh, the core was the, the best coaching program I've by far been a part of. I mean, but tactically, I learned so many things. The only reason I decided to, to differ off is because like my goals now have changed a little bit. Yep. You know, like I'm proud of doing 900 loans. I don't know. I don't necessarily want to grow in that aspect of my business. I'd like to, you know, um, I'd like to do some other things. So you're looking for a new coach to, for a new chapter of your career. So I joined right? a high level entrepreneurial mastermind this last year. So mm-hmm. it's called for the love of money. Um, it's very time consuming. It's on just like global business strategies, you know, I feel like I have, and and you can always learn more. So I don't ever want to sound like I'm I'm not willing to learn. Like I'm so open to learning things, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I've maxed out or at least burnt out on what I can do prospecting wise. Yep. You know what I mean? And like, for me, it isn't always just now at this level, it's not about more loans, right? but it is about like how to make this business more efficient. How do I, you know, sell online? Like that's a, you know, a really big interest of mine right now, like how to go consumer direct. And I believe that like, you know, that is an avenue that we're going to have to pursue, especially as loan originators, you know, especially as a more informational society. So I just think that those things are interesting me now. And I, I needed to go to a place where people were actually doing that at a very, very high level in order to pursue that next leg of my career. I love it. The other thing that you said is that you are on 33 face-to-face conversations every single week. Mm-hmm. Is that, how long have you been doing that many or more and, and tracking that? Like, what's, what do you think? The last six years. Okay, so you've never strayed from that. It's 33 every week, all the time. I just know that that's the magic number to get 80 leads. And that's it. Yeah. I love it. And you teach your team that, I'm assuming, too. Everybody in your organization is doing a very similar activity. You know, um, I run a branch, so I have some loan officers who, um, you know, I definitely coach. I coach them on their areas of strength. So some of them will never do a face-to-face because it's just not their style, yeah. but they'll for dollars all day long. So, you know, uh, teaching them, you know, value propositions, you know, what I would say, what I would do differently, you know, because mm-hmm. even though I don't, I don't, it's not my highest converting metric, you know what I mean? I still could call pretty well, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but so I just kind of coach them and hold them accountable to doing numbers that'll yield them the results that they're looking for. Yeah. But I think what's cool is, I, I mean, as I listen to you, what's unique about your, you know, success is, and probably it's not unique at all is that you're very focused on the numbers, like, and not very many people, you know, everybody who, everybody wants to be very successful, but nobody's not very many people are as hyper-focused on numbers you know, activities like you, how, how did you get to that space? 
Well, I was raised by a rocket scientist, so there's that. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, when I first started getting into the business and sales, I just sucked. I just, I was really good at like cold calling and I couldn't, and I could not sell a loan to save my life. It was like super weird. And so I was like, okay, well, I need some actual structure here. And, and the training that you get in the real estate and mortgage space when it comes to companies is like slim to none. Right. Like, here's how to use Encompass or here's how to use MyKey or whatever the system is that you use. Hey everybody, Daniel Ramsey here and I want to tell you about an extraordinary offer to take action and start scaling your business right now. You know I get a lot of questions about how to grow your business, generate more revenue, and reduce expenses and the answer is simple. It's My Outdesk Virtual Assistance. My Outdesk offers five-star virtual assistant services to thousands of business professionals across the United States and making our clients over a hundred million dollars in net revenue every year. Our customers absolutely love our virtual assistants and I want to give you the opportunity to learn exactly why. Simply text the word MOD, MOD, to 31996 and we're going to give you a free double my business strategy call where you work one-on-one -on -one with one of our business growth specialists to design an action strategy for growth and cost savings in your business. We're gonna give you over 20 growth and strategy guides, a market force personality indicator, an important business checklist, and hiring guides. My Outdesk admins can help manage your office, your sales, your marketing pipeline, and even help you lead generate and follow up. And during this call, you'll learn exactly how you can put them into your business right now. So again, text MOD to 31996 and get a free double my business strategy call right now and learn how my Outdesk can transform your business today. Right. And like, that's the training. They don't go, here's how you make a sales call and right. here's what your schedule should look like. And here's what you should say. Like there's zero of that unless you go to Quicken Homes. And then in, in that regard, they're teaching you one aspect of it. Right. So you never leave. Right. right. So that all you never know how to do is script. You don't know right. how to be a good technician. And I just, you know, for me, it's like, well, you know, after I was the dialer, I became a loan processor and a loan officer assistant. So I did had a ton of operational experience before I became a loan officer in 2008. But I just knew early on I needed structure and I needed to know what to do in the day. And that's when I got into coaching and coaching was like, you got to know the numbers. Right. And that's how it happened. Talk to us about um, what you've learned in terms of team building over the last 10, 11 years as you've built your organization. What, what are... What are the appropriate things when you're new, when you're kind of growing, and then for somebody who's in your space, what's, what does the team look like? So there's many different ways to formulate a very successful mortgage team. Yep. So people who have junior loan officers that they coach and mentor. There's people that um, do the core model where they have like an LP1 and an LP2. Um, LP1s call leads, LP2s take it through contract to close. For me, I run a core-like model um, I'm the only person that originates team, the leads for the Lizzie Hofer team. Okay. So I gotcha. I'm the only person that's out in real estate offices, teaching classes, doing things. Um, I have an assembly line of things. So like I have people who uh, 
take a lead, run to you, follow up on a needs list. Then I have people who actually pre-approve a file. And yeah. then my processors actually act as like the contract to close. So they'll call and update all the clients every single Tuesday, send out weekly updates on their loans via email, right? So I have everybody feels like they're a part of sales, mm-hmm. right? So that's like really my goal is that everybody feels like they're part of sales. So because you're, you're, you, you own a sales organization, like you, 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 your product is loans, but really all you do is sell stuff. Yeah. And I, my processors are also responsible, honestly, for getting current clients to send us deals right. you know, and stuff like that. So it's like hard to say, cause you know, there's a lot of, unfortunately in this space, and I don't know if it's just in mortgages or real estate, there's so many weird haters out there. They're like, Oh, well, she doesn't really do this or she doesn't do that. Or she buys all of her leads. Like, you know, um, I do a variety of things. I get a lot of leads from real estate agents. We partner a lot on Boomtown. I have a huge referral database from past clients, right? And social media. Yep. I mean, I'm, I'm in everything. Like my big thing is to close a lot of deals. However I get there is however I get there. It's really hard no matter what you do. What are your um, three favorite lead sources or your top three that you really kind of think have been uh, great for your business over time? So uh, real estate education has been super huge. So I coach real estate agents and loan officers around the country, right? So real estate, like loan officers throughout the country and different cities in my, in Arizona have attributed to a large percentage of the deals I close. Yeah. So like, um, and real estate agents have been huge. So I love education. Uh, I, you know, a database management, you know, I, I teach money principles to Mm -hmm. my clients, you know, so that they can make better home investments that they can invest in real estate in the future or other things, you know, that's always been a huge driver for me. Um, and I mean, I love cold sales. I mean, I'm just always going to love it. It's my roots. Yeah. So you're always pounding the phone. I mean, I love call nights with realtors. I mean, like we'll get, you know, all of the leads that we've been buying together and pound them out. And my goal is always to beat everyone. (laughs) you know i mean it's just like who i am as a person i just like it yeah i love it i love it um you know we're going to talk about tools now and you have kind of a special gift that you're going to give out to our to our folks which is always awesome lizzie what are you giving to our, our folks or what are you sharing with them about being successful um well a couple things right so one so is this like where I can talk about overnight success guys? That was my, yeah, that was my tee up. I don't know if you got it or not, but that was my tee up. <laughs> um, so I actually developed a prospecting journal called overnight success and I named it overnight success just because I mean, it takes a whole lot of work before people even notice that you exist. Yeah. I finally closed 600 loans before people were like, where did she come from? You know, right. people being like, you came out of nowhere. And I'm like, I've been doing this for like 10 years. What do you mean? Nowhere. Like, <laughs> it's like nothing then. Yeah. Uh, so I, I called it that just as a joke, uh, but it's really my recipe for like how I market, how I business plan, how I track metrics, how you put together a really good year long roadmap for success. And then it just has a place for all your meetings, all your prospecting, all the leads so that you really know how to follow up on it and be able to track it. So for me, it's like an all in one, you know, lead converting tool. Uh, And so it launches for sale at the very beginning of January. And for the first hundred people that buy it, I'm actually going to do one-on-one. Well, it's a zoom call once a month. Yeah. uh, Coaching on best strategies. 
I love it. I love it. In fact, I think we might give it away to anybody who's a loan officer that hires a virtual assistant. I say we do that and then we'll, we'll send them our book and you can send them your planner and together we'll, uh, we'll, you know, help everybody grow their business. What do you say? <laughs> I say, yeah, why not? Okay. I love it. I love it. So, Hey, let's talk real quick. Cause this is definitely a client success interview. I yep. want to hear about your experience with my outdesk, what position you put a virtual assistant in, yeah. how it's been for you and what's been the aha working with us. So one, I will say that I've tried a variety of virtual assistants in the past. Your service is by yes. far best. Yes. Uh, you guys are incredibly responsive, great customer service. The quality of, of the virtual assistants that I have found has been the highest through you guys. Yep. So a lot of the big concerns with hiring a virtual assistant is how well they'll speak English. Yeah. English perfectly without accents. I mean, it, they're really responsive. They're easily trainable. I mean, they work so hard. So I've had them in a variety of different positions, mainly administrative. Um, yep. So I've had them um, helping me with graphic design work, marketing, you know, editing, doing that kind of thing, helping um, with Excel spreadsheets when it comes to like our CRM or things of that nature, right? Tracking, basically That's tracking leads, tracking calls, yeah. tracking all the activities doing reporting and stuff like that. So that's been super huge. And then I've actually had them help us do like um, cold calls. So they, they, so there's limited on what they can actually do. So obviously they can't take an application. They, you know, can't have right. anything, but when you have like these cold leads from people that came to an open house, like they're a really good resource to have help yeah. you call or to help you invite a bunch of people to come to an event or a lunch and learn or, you know, so we've used them in a variety of ways to like scale. They've also been a call center. So like a help desk. So like when people call in, you know, they'll answer the phone, take messages and ping us. Yeah. They've just done a variety of different things, mainly on an administrative basis and an informational basis. Yep. What do you, um, I love that you've um, had some experience with virtual assistants and you said we're by far better, but I want you to quantify it for the audience. And I, she, we, none of this is pre-recorded. I did we, she didn't know I was asking this question, but I'm just kind of curious as a loan officer, you know, the other option versus my out desk, what's been the Delta? Is it 25%? Is it a hundred percent better? Oh, night and day. So I hired an integrator, uh, for my team because I was trying to launch a project with our uh, sales force. And I was like, I really need this extra help. Um, I need to get these people hired. And he's like, well, let's go the virtual assistant route. And I was like, no, <laughs> I don't even want to try this. I've already done this. You yeah. know, it's really frustrating. They don't understand us. It's a lot of back and forth. And honestly, I just feel super frustrated. Right. And um, so I was uh, completely opposed to it because the experiences that I had before were just so difficult to work with, to manage. Like, you know, they wouldn't abide by like, I mean, sometimes it's a nine hour time difference. So like we would have people making phone calls at 12 in the morning and you're just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, or just, so it just didn't work is what you're saying. It just didn't work and it cost you money and you would have, you would never do it. Yeah. And so that's kind of my, what my standpoint was. And then, um, Justin who had used you guys for an infusion soft. Uh, project was like, well, no, let's try this. Like, I promise you, you'll love it. Yeah. Uh, my very first virtual assistant is like the sister to the one that he had. Uh, yep. And she's awesome. I mean, and super receptive, very coachable. I mean, speaks perfect English, attends all of our team meetings. Like she's just like part of the team. Like we love her. Right. And yeah. that is night and day compared to what you experienced with the other companies. 
it, yeah, like I couldn't even compare. Like it's just, it's not the same service at all. I love it. I love it. Um, okay. Well, what um, advice would you give somebody who is considering hiring virtual assistants as a loan officer? Uh, loan officers, you know, uh, they're not a huge part of our business. We probably have about a hundred clients that are loan officers, but it's growing rapidly. So you guys are coming on board, you know, like people That's like you. Board, guys. <laughs> yeah, come on aboard. But what would you tell a loan officer who's never outsourced, never hired a virtual assistant? What do they need to get ready so they can be successful like you? So um, one thing is you, you're going to have to have a plan, an actual detailed job description with measurable success items, right? So one of the things that we did wrong the very first time is that I gave them a script, asked them to call a bunch of real estate agents to book an event for us and like didn't lay down the this is what you say this is what you say when they say this this is what you do it was just like one script because i figured that they would just figure it out you know based yeah. on communication skills right um and i was just like no measurables for what determines success so now it's like when we get because uh, now i've hired three so i have three virtual assistants um right. it's hey this is what you do on day one these are the scripts i have somebody who actually set, spends time to train them you know, I just hired a, a trainer specifically to teach them on some different things. So mm -hmm. I invest in them just like I invest in a, a, an employee that's with me. They're just yep. virtual. And so I don't treat them any different. I think the biggest mistake I made the first time is just thinking that I could give them like crappy instructions with no direction, really. Like I, I wasn't, it wasn't like what I would do if somebody was sitting in front of me. Right. Right. So did you have to, um, we're on a zoom call right now. So did you have to implement like some sort of video chat or phone system or how did you do all that? Video meetings is what we do. Yep. So a bunch of video meetings. So we'll send them an agenda for what we're going over, what the details are of the new process that we'll do. We'll have, I'll have my uh, trainer meet with them on a daily basis to go over the things so that we know that they're getting it. Yep. Then both. And then it'll be two weeks of like, you know, training before we set them loose. And then it's like management after that. And then after 30 days, they should be ready to go. Right. So is it typically two or three weeks of training, 30 days of actually doing the job, and then you have a sense of whether or not they'll be successful? Is that kind of the time frame? And that's actually also my training plan for any onboarding of any employee that I have. Right. So we just don't treat them any differently than we would somebody that's sitting with us. I think, I think that's like the hugest mistake and I'm not a hundred percent sure why I took that approach the first time because it makes no sense now that I say it out loud, but it just yeah. is what we did. Yeah. Well, it's normal. I mean, we hear that all the time and we always, that's why we have folks like you on the call and that you say it and then people are like, Oh, well, if Lizzie said it, then, you know, it's gotta be the case, you know, I just gotta listen to Lizzie. <laughs> yeah. Listen to Lizzie. That should be, that should be a whole podcast series right there. Listen to Lizzie. Funny. Um, okay, so cool. Um, what is the what is the what would it be like if you couldn't hire virtual assistants from from us? Like, what what would be your alternative? What does that look like? I probably wouldn't go the virtual assistant route. Like, just be honest. I okay. never had luck with it prior to this, and I we literally tried it more than one time. But you had a need, so you would you have to hire locally and have to hire locally, and we just wouldn't be able to hire as many. I see. I see. So this is doubled the amount of people you can actually yeah, put. It's super cost effective. It's very efficient. I mean, like if you, so for instance, I needed this Excel project done on a report, yep. emailed it, I had it in the morning, right? Because they're working hours that I'm not working. Do you right. know what I mean? And so I had that report that probably would have taken somebody else 
maybe two or three days to get me mm -hmm. right the next morning. Like that stuff I just freaking love, you know, that means like a marketing flyer done. Right. And I need it done and I need to get it to my compliance department for approval. Like I can send it to them in the afternoon, have it in the morning, be able to um, get it approved. Right. It's like the timing is awesome. Yeah. Well, and I'm thinking about all the reports that I request all the time. What that allows us to do is lead and help our people be successful. That's ultimately what we're doing is we're giving you the ability to just quickly see the report, know what needs to happen and then lead your people. And that just speeds things up as that's how I see it anyways. Totally. Me too. Yeah. I love it. All right. Lizzie, you are amazing. I can't believe you've had so much success. And, and I trust that it took 11 years. I believe that. That's what it usually <laughs> takes to look like an overnight success. And we're going to give a guide away. So I really <laughs> love that. Go ahead. No, I'm so excited. Yes, I can't wait. Oh, so in the notes, if you want to get her, you just click on that link. We'll get you a copy of that. And uh, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing all that good, sweet you know, loan officer love. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. And thank you for running such an awesome company. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks guys for joining. Bye-bye.